All right. Hey, gang. How's it going? Welcome back to the Inside Wag Nutrition Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Chris. And today we have a very special guest. His name is Sean Gleason. He's a working against gravity coach. He's a precision nutrition. Three, two, one, precision nutrition level one, (laughs) a CrossFit level one trainer, and arguably the most impressive title that Sean holds. He has a Bachelor of Science in Biomedical Engineering. And you better believe we're going to find out more about biomedical engineering today. (laughs) Even if he doesn't want to talk about it, we got to know about it. So Sean, what's up, man? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Chris, Josh, glad to be here. Awesome, dude. Yeah. Thanks for making time to come on, man. Absolutely. So, all right. So yeah, go ahead, Josh. All right. I'll let you go, Josh. Well, I mean, the first thing that we always like to ask people is like, you know, kind of the boilerplate, you know, stock question of where are you from and where do you live? Who do you live with? Pets? spouses in that order, you know, the important stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So I currently live in Dublin, Ohio, uh, just outside of Columbus. Uh, Apologies to any of my clients who saw Dublin and assumed Dublin, Ireland. I've gotten that a handful of times. Uh, My my Dublin's pretty, but Dublin, Ireland's a whole different level. I live with my two dogs, Murphy and Olive, who will likely try to make an appearance uh, at some point. Uh, My wife, Morgan, uh, who we've been married for about two and a half years now, and we've got a baby girl on the way. Wow. Um, nice. I don't think we knew that. Yeah, man. Yeah. It, it came up at some point, but pod- <laughs> we'll, we'll reveal yeah. here. Nice. Podcast reveal. That's right. That's cool. How far along is she? She is a little over four months, so baby Gleason coming early December. Nice. Fantastic. Congrats, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. How are you guys uh, mentally preparing for that? Um, I mean, as as much as you can, Josh, you know, just had number two, so you, you get it. But <laughs> yep. yeah, I mean, do, doing what you can, we're slowly chipping away at a nursery and just, I mean, probably spending way too much money on Amazon. Shout out Prime Day the last <laughs> couple of days. <laughs> Oh man, we've been doing the same thing. It's just like whatever we need for the kids, like Amazon Prime days are just like, man, we're blowing it up over here. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, I just bought a camping stove. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going on. <laughs> Priorities, man. Uh, yeah, right. You know, got to be able to cook in the woods and stuff. Yeah. That's Nutrition right. and nature. Oh, absolutely. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, one thing we always like to uh, learn about our coaches uh, when they come on, uh, Sean, is that, like, obviously, you know, we know that you have got a full-time job, and then you work for WAG uh, in, a, in a capacity, coaching a certain amount of clients as well, um, so you're doing double duty here, but uh, we always like to know, like, how did you get into nutrition and fitness, and how did WAG come into your world? Like, what was your trajectory into becoming where you are today with WAG? For sure. So... I'd say my trajectory kind of how I got here is similar to a lot of our clients. I grew up fairly athletic, played football, baseball, basketball. I mean, you know, average teenage guy stuff. And then when football ended my senior year, I didn't really adjust my intake to account for the fact that I wasn't working out 10 to 15 hours a week anymore. So, I mean, that, that kind of just set me on that path. And then 
off to college, told myself every semester, hey, you know, this is going to be when you get in the wreck every a couple of days a week, you're going to eat better, cook most of your meals at home. And then we all know it takes three to four weeks to form a habit and really kind of ingrain that into your behaviors. And it never really stuck because school got hard, exams, tests, homework, just other commitments. And it was never, never a priority. So graduated, um, not healthy at all, mentally, physically, the, the works and said, you know, I'm just going to start running, uh, worked up to a half marathon in the meantime, had moved to Northern Indiana and, and on my way into the office every day, I drove past a CrossFit box and said, you know what, once the half marathon's over, once I'm recovered, I'm going to start doing CrossFit. So that that's kind of where I got my first exposure to WAG actually during the 2018 CrossFit open, there was a posting or a advertisement for WAG in the morning chalk up newsletter. And I'm like, this is what I need. Mm-hmm. At that point, I've been doing CrossFit for eight or nine months and the scale kind of hopped around the same couple pounds. I was feeling better, but, you know, had bigger goals than that. So I saw that advertisement signed up with WAG on the spot. My coaches were all fantastic. And over the next several months, kind of really realized this is what I want to do. This is something I want to pursue as a career. And within the space of about six months, finished my precision nutrition level one, my CrossFit level one. And I was in the inaugural cohort of our coaching certification when we pushed that out to the public. And oh, wow. um, yeah, so kind of used those skills. And I worked with a company that was doing my CrossFit programming at the time because they had a fitness side. They didn't really have a nutrition side. So that was my first experience with coaching nutrition. And then after a while, um, the pandemic happened. That company, um, unfortunately, was one of many companies that wasn't able to make it through. Um, yeah. About Probably right about two years ago now, got an email from uh, Working as Gravity. Hey, we're looking for sub coaches. And filled that out, went through the interview process, did the video, um, subbed a couple times. I think I did a week-long stint for Josh mm-hmm. at one point. And then um, yep. Brittany called me out of the blue one day. She's like, Hey, um, you know, do, do you have any interest in, you know, working for us in a more permanent capacity, taking on your own clients? I'm like, Brittany, it's April fool's day. You've got to be messing with me. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, no, no joke. We need a, we need a coach and we need one who can start immediately. So I think that was a Friday. I think Monday I started getting clients. Wow. So, Just like that. Yeah. It was a really quick turnaround. Yeah. That is a quick turnaround because a lot of people were waiting in the wings for some time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One, I think one of the cool things that you bring to the, um, to the table is that your sport of choice um, currently, and maybe we can talk about the transition from doing like CrossFit workouts to specifically weightlifting is uh, weightlifting. Um, so people that sign up that have a specific interest in uh, weightlifting uh, generally you or, uh, one of, I mean, we have, we also have Taylor and, uh, Nicole who are avid weightlifters that are on staff as well, but you tend to get quite a few, uh, Olympic lifters, correct. And you kind of coach them along their, their path and journey there. Yeah. I've got a handful right now, several people who are pursuing, um, AO2 finals, or just trying to drop a weight class and they're more of the local competitor level right now, but Right. At a lower level, could be more competitive on the national circuit. So, def- I've got a couple people who are in that same boat. Sweet. 
Can you can you talk a little bit about your uh, transition from doing CrossFit workouts specific to specifically focusing on weightlifting? Yeah, so I've always liked weightlifting. Now, obviously, high school football player. That's kind of what we did. I learned the basics of the clean and the snatch and squatting, deadlifting. I mean, all the power movements through football. And then I think that's kind of the initial appeal to CrossFit for me was getting to do those things and getting better at them. And then through a couple of years of CrossFit, kind of realized this is the part of CrossFit I'm really good at. I'm not gymnastically inclined. I'm a big dude. And while, while I can run, it's it's not, you know, the most fun thing I would do. Granted, I have done some pretty long runs, but I'm, you know, in combination with a lot of like the weightlifting movements, it's not something I wanted. So transition to weightlifting full-time, we have a, a pretty good or several really good gyms uh, in my area and just kind of started doing only the weightlifting side of things. And that was a pretty good transition, especially early on, you know, you've, you've still got the cardio bit, you're still like feeling really good, but in, in weightlifting, you know, you still get your cardio when you're doing sets of five sets of 10 and you're, you're still getting that, but definitely got stronger. Um, fortunately my body naturally carries a good amount of weight. So sitting as a super heavyweight was really easy for me and I didn't have to worry about trying to cut to like a one Oh nine or a one Oh two. But I've I've really enjoyed working with my clients who are trying to cut and making sure that they're staying fueled while still being able to, um, you know, cut down that weight and see movement on the scale. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got tree trunk legs, <clears throat> so you were you were built for weightlifting. Like that's you know just that power behind <coughs> you, man. Yeah, yeah, it's it, that's the benefit right there. It's like cool. I'm solid. I'm going to throw some weight around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was actually uh, just looking at your Instagram and saw your original um, results with WAG, you know, that you posted back in 2018, which I, I've never seen before. So that was pretty impressive just to see like your experience working with WAG and uh, getting that nutrition coaching and what that did for you and how that, you know, opened up your world in terms of your athleticism and, and things like that. So it's impressive, man. Thank you. Yeah, that was that that was wild and I think I was ideally suited at the time to be able to make that kind of transition because I was a single guy living alone mm-hmm. and I was in the city I was in really had nothing else but work in the gym so I would wake up, go to the gym, go to work, go back to the gym, come home, go ba- go basically right to bed because I had no other commitments. So I w- I was ideally suited to try to do that at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you seize that opportunity in that yeah. phase of life that you were in to crush it. That's <laughs> yeah, super, super important. Um, mm-hmm. um, f- as far as like work life goes, before you started working for WAG, and I know that you, you know, you alluded to the fact that you you still hold like a a day job, and that's the biomedical engineering uh, stuff that you do. Um, but what were you doing at the time uh, before you actually came to uh, take on your own clients? Was it that? Yeah. So I've been in the same job with the same company for, uh, it'll be seven years in uh, November. Oh, wow. Okay. So I've been, I've been here um, supporting 
um, orthopedic implants. So anybody who's gotten um, hips, knees, shoulders, wrists, ankles, elbows, and then we have a trauma side, which are more of the plates and screws that you get after like a car accident or something like that. Um, My company does all of those. And so you've either got one of ours or a competitor's. Wow. (laughs) Crazy. That's good. That's cool. And that's all that's, is that all that all is not in Dublin, is it? It's, it's a remote, remote position that you have with that company. Yeah. Yeah. So they're headquartered in um, Northern Indiana and they've got facilities all over the world. Um, But in my capacity, I'm allowed to work remote. That's cool. Well, I mean, Northern Indiana, not that far. I mean, that's, that's surprising to me that it would be, I mean, in that area, I guess, but you know. Yeah. I mean, just kind of how it worked out. Um, we had a bunch of, we, I mean, it's how your typical company starts. Somebody gets an idea at one company and they pick up and leave, but they're, I mean, it's the 1920s. They're not going too far. Sure. So yeah. they, they stayed in that same area and over the last, um, almost hundred years. I mean, they've just established it. I mean, low cost of living lands cheap. So it's, it's really an ideal place to have a headquarters for a, for a company. And then the, the company that my company spun off of is still based in that same town. They're still our main competitor. <laughs> Got you. Got you. The OG is still around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in terms of like, so when you got the offer from WAG and like you said, you got that offer on a Friday and you started getting clients on Monday, um, you were already in a work from home capacity with your day job as it was working remote. So that was probably pretty natural to you, but how did you find like, kind of like threading in now this other part-time thing with WAG and, and managing clients and managing your own schedule and, you know, time priorities and all that stuff to make the balance work? Like, how did that go for you? Was it a pretty seamless transition? Um, definitely required some adjustment on my schedule on my part. Obviously, through the day, I have responsibilities and things I still need to get done. But I can, and one of the joys of working with WAG is that we're really flexible about when you work, how you work. And as long as you're getting everything done in a timely fashion, we're, we're really flexible about that. So I do a lot of my work similar to Josh early in the mornings, not quite Josh early in the mornings, but uh, starting to, you know, get some check-ins knocked out around six thirty-seven in the morning and then, um, oh, and then in the evening. So a lot of my nutrition coaching plus clients have noticed my schedule is blocked out until 5 PM. Mm. So that's kind of hand knocking out those. And then just, usually in the evening, sit down, knock out a couple. My client load right now isn't huge. So I don't feel like I need to try to overlap any time between the two jobs. Sure. Hmm. And do you find you have more openings, like people like that availability in terms of the video coaching? Cause they're not having to do it during the day when maybe they're at work themselves. Like, do you find that actually works better for them? Yeah. I think we don't have to fight with each other's schedules and I find fewer things come up last second. I mean, we've, been really good over the last several months just everybody's meeting their time and i'm not getting any last second calls like hey we need to move this something at work came up and then you have to fight with their schedule my schedule just i think the evenings have been working out super well yeah that's that's great um 
on the NCP. So NCP for all, all those listening who may not be familiar is our nutrition coaching plus program that includes, you know, uh, weekly check-ins written through our software system called seismic. But in addition to that, you get one monthly video chat with your coach. Um, that's basically scheduled every three weeks, roughly, you know, and, uh, it's a chance for us, co- us as nutrition coaches to see face to face with our clients, really get to know them and have this opportunity to just bounce questions off of each other, really get to know each other, really get to the root of things. Um, what has that been experienced like for you? Have you been digging that other method of being able to coach and, uh, how have you, your clients been receiving that? Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. And I think my clients who are a part of it have gotten a lot out of it too, especially that first video call right after you start working with someone. We always know that there's going to be a lot of questions, especially with someone who's not as used to taking control of their nutrition, counting macros, if that's the method you choose to coach them with. And there can be a fairly sizable learning curve. So I think being able to sit down in a 20, 30 minute call and just say, okay, what are your questions? Instead of them having to write a long paragraph to you, you have to write a long paragraph back. You can answer in lot. You can answer your questions live, and I think that that has made a huge difference in just cutting down the time that it takes someone to kind of integrate themselves into our program. Plus, it kind of adds a human element to it. Just not getting the the FaceTime. Like when I was a client back in 2018, 2019, you really only saw your coach if you knew what their Instagram handle was or if you went to our coach's page and said, oh, that's what that's what Kate looks like. And so now being able to jump on video calls once a month and say, okay, like this is my coach. This is who they are. This is what they sound like. They, they're actually a human. It's not chat GPT writing back to you every week. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we are not macro bots, people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a part of the, I mean, that's one of the things I've enjoyed most about the video calls is that, um, that connection, you know, and I was apprehensive about it at first, but I think that it's been a really positive thing for, um, for coaches and clients alike. So it's cool to hear you say mm-hmm. that. Cause I, I tend to, I agree hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That, that human element can't be underestimated. Yeah. And we're taking it a step further with these interviews. And this is oftentimes going to be now, uh, as we get through these with the coaches, like one of the first experiences of them getting to know their coach and getting to hear your story, who you are, get to, you know, your tone, your personality and all that stuff. And then so hopefully there's a little more buy-in in in terms of like, okay, this is my coach. Cool. You know, and just finding familiarity there and um, connecting. And uh, when clients do their best to connect with their coach, that's they tend to get the most out of the program for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, So kind of like on the topic of coaching, um, let's, I want to dig in a little bit more and um, ask you about your coaching style. um, And yeah, just get a little bit of insight. Like, is there a piece of advice that you love to give clients um, something that you find yourself kind of reiterating Maybe um, I don't want to say over and over because obviously everyone's nutrition journey is different. Um, but what's what's something that you find yourself like really enjoying, like sharing with people and kind of like seeing the light, the light bulb moment with them, you know? Yeah, for sure. So I think the biggest thing, and I think it's a huge um, kind of a taboo in nutrition, but you don't have to be perfect to make progress. And I've said that to a lot of clients, especially 
recently over the summers when we're we're busier you've got parties and barbecues and summers I mean, are hard, you're doing man. something every, every weekend and twice on a weeknight and i think people get really down on themselves because oh i went to this this backyard barbecue and you know i'm used to eating like 937 beef but it was 8020 so it was a lot fattier so i you know blew my fats out of the water and you're like <laughs> but but you know did you, I mean, how did you handle the rest of it? Were you, you know, okay, did I like, okay, this was a bit fatty or maybe I'm not going to have any dressing on my salad or I'm not going to do, I'm going to do less dressing. I'm going to do like an open faced bun just to keep the calories in check. Maybe instead of two burgers, I normally do like two burgers or a double. I'm going to do one burger and you know, it, it's not, you know, all or nothing, which as an engineer is sometimes really hard for me to admit, but <laughs> Um, you know, it, you don't have to be perfect. And we, as coaches appreciate when you admit that, you know, when you admit that you struggled with something, you know, we're, we're not robots either. We struggle with, with our nutrition, especially in, in situations like that, when we, you have a bit less control, but back to the perfection, it's, it's super hard physically and mentally to be, you know, a hundred percent dialed in, go into seismic every day and see straight green across the board, hundred percent compliant. And then I know mentally it's really easy when you have a day where you're off and you're like, and when you're off, you're off. Yeah. So, right. you know, what I've been telling my, what I've been telling my clients a lot is, you know, 85, 90%, you know, if you can do better, awesome. But, you know, shoot for that 85 to 90, because if you can consistently stick around that you don't have days where you're kind of spiraling between you know 10% and you know 100% you're in the long run going to average out to have being more compliant through the week than you are if you're spiraling finding that balance and being you know <laughs> b plus a minus every day yeah yeah mm -hmm. Like you talked about, excuse me, in those situations, it's making, having a willingness to make reasonable compromises <clears throat> that just because you tipped the one domino of eating the higher fat burger doesn't mean that that then has to become a free for all to say, well, I'm not going to be as compliant as I was yesterday. So this is now became an excuse to not care and just go, go hard in the paint on all the barbecue food or whatever, you know? Um, but it's just to say, and it, it begs that question where, what I like to get from my clients too, is when, you know, we typically will get a, a check-in from a client and they'll tell you all the things that didn't happen. And you're like, that's fine. But like, what did happen? So like, so you ate out and you found it hard to track. So tell me more about that. Right. You know, so a lot of our job is trying to, trying to extrapolate. Well, like, what do you mean by that? Can you give me more? Can you give me more background? Like, okay, so you had to eat fattier burgers, but what else did you do, you know, in that situation uh, that lets us know, like where their mindset is and what their focus is and it, did they take an all or nothing approach or did they say, okay, I'm just going to try to create some sense of balance by being mindful, being present and taking Sean's advice and here having your little voice in the back of their head or that little Sean on their shoulder, right? Going, Hey, <laughs> you can be reasonable, you know, and all that stuff. So yeah, that's, that's a very good point because it's often, it's not, it's often what we're not hearing about. That is the most important stuff we need to hear about because it helps us understand the client, their abilities, their willingness. Um, and it's just far more insight to be like, hey, let's celebrate the things that you did do instead of worrying about the things that didn't happen. Because what did happen is far more important than what didn't happen.
in most scenarios. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So um, one thing we'd like to ask too, Sean, is um, obviously you've been doing this for some time now. You probably got many positive client experiences to speak of, you know, testimonials, all that stuff. Um, but what's um, one piece of advice that you like to give your clients or what do you find is like kind of like maybe like a life mantra that you like to give to people or something that's maybe worked really well for you that when you share that with others, it tends to click and tends to have a, a bigger impact on their life when practiced. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing and something I've definitely been telling myself more recently is that flexibility is okay. And kind of like what we just hit on with, you know, being perfect, that there are going to be seasons of life where you're able to be super dialed in. Like I, I like to point out the winters, like you're probably not going anywhere. You don't have a whole lot going on because no one wants to leave the house, especially if you live in Michigan and then, <laughs> you know, it, it's a good opportunity to, you know, dial your nutrition and kind of get yourself ready, ready for the spring, ready for the summer. You know, if you have some body comp or physique goals that you're trying to hit, you know, the, the time's the winter, the time's not the six weeks before your trip. So, and then like we just talked about having that flexibility over the summer to realize, okay, I've got, you know, these events, how can I approach these events in a, in a manner that's going to support the, my goals and maybe your goal going into something isn't to continue to lose weight or to continue to put on muscle. Your goal for something like a vacation might just be, you know what? My goal is to come back and feel mentally good yeah. about what I did on that trip. Yeah. Not, you know, come back. And I, we've all seen it. Someone's like, you know, I, I completely went off the rails on this trip. I feel so heavy. And then you have other people that are like, eh, I did okay. And you look at it and you're like, well, you're, you know, half a pound heavier, but you ate, you somehow, you ate out every single meal and you were on a plane for six hours yesterday. I'd call that pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You came back not needing another vacation from the vacation you just went on. Like, that's a pretty good yeah. feeling. Like you're ready. Just be like, Oh, thank. Thankfully I'm coming back to normalcy and structure and routine again. That's what I hear from a lot of clients. Like, I'm excited to get back to that, which is an yeah. interesting thing because often a complaint with clients will be like, I had an uneventful week, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but remember when you were like clamoring for that, you were like waiting for that thing, this like boringness, like coming back from vacation, this is where progress happens, you know? Yeah. And, Bo yeah. Boring is good. And that's why I tell my clients all the time. They're like, well, nothing new to report this week. I'm like, that's cool. Yep. I mean, yeah. Yep. No news I is mean, good news. <laughs> yeah. I say that all yeah, the time. That, that means time. you're able to dial in and, you know, things are moving, moving smooth. It's, it's better to have a, a boring week where yeah. you know you have nothing nothing off the rails to report than to say well i was really high this day and i was really low this day and these two days were kind of in the middle and you know you don't feel like you're running fire to fire yeah mm -hmm. and you touched on something really important which was just uh, our most recent podcast before this which time frames will be up but uh, that you know aligning your dieting phases with these seasons of life like you're talking about like josh and i particularly like to eat more food and build muscle during the winter months when it's easier to focus and be on that and then we tend to kind of cut before summertime and then cruise during summer and then kind of repeat and then it just you know we get a lot of clients that sign up in the summertime and they're like it's fat loss time baby and we're like 
Mm, it might be, but we'll try. <laughs> it's summer. Let's be realistic, yeah. you know? And so it's just an interesting thing that people want to lose fat for summer, but never think about doing it before summer. But it's always becomes a thing when summer comes around instead of like, well, maybe I should have spent the last six months focused on that. So why, by the time I'm here, I now get to enjoy the fruits of my labor, whatever, you know? So you brought up a great point there too. <clears throat> so, yeah, man. Um, so we're getting kind of towards, towards the end of, uh, the podcast here, but, um, I, I would, I would be remiss if I didn't ask about one of your most proud accomplishments as a WAG coach. Like if there's uh, most of the time when we ask people this question, there's a few. Um, so of course, like if there's something that's really been really powerful for you, like we would love to hear about that too. Yeah. So having been here for, for a year, there's definitely several, but I think most recently I've got a client who's a weightlifter and her goal was to cut. She eventually wanted to cut down to a 55 and she started uh, probably up above, it's probably about 65, 66 keys. So, so overweight for even the weight class before. So, you know, we, and she's been with me for over a year now and she's been, crushing it, rolling with the punches and just seeing how her mindset has, has shifted from kind of, kind of that all or nothing, like we were talking about to, okay, you know, we're, we're going to be dialed in when we need to be, and we're going to kind of, you know, let loose and relax and have a more flexible approach at other times. But recently, um, she had, she had a weightlifting meet and we, you know, we made weight, we did everything we had to do to cut. And unfortunately she bombed out. So for anybody who's not familiar with weightlifting, that means she missed all three of one of her lifts. So in her case, she missed all three of her snatches, which means she didn't post a total. Her goal was to qualify for either AO2 or the finals. Obviously, without a total in that weight class, not going to happen. So she came back and said, well, here's what went wrong. There's another meet in three weeks. I'm like, okay, well. You know, wow. you, you, her good walking around weights probably, you know, <laughs> 60 or like 57. And I'm like, um, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, if you think mentally you can do it, let's do it. Yeah. The mental game. Fortunately. Man. Yeah. So, so fortunately, you know, she's already at weight. She's, she's already at weight and we didn't have to worry about, you know, a big cut. And it was more of, you know, let's, let's see what, what did we do last time that didn't work? And so we, we gave her a bit more food because we didn't have as much to cut, gave her some more carbs and um, followed some of the strategies and she PR'd everything wow. at this meet three weeks later after being in a fairly steep caloric deficit for probably five or six weeks just to wow. make sure that we were at, at weight for this meet. And yeah. um, I mean, huge props to her. She's a teacher. If she, ever listens to this, she's going to know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hope she so, does. You know, dealing with, dealing with all the stress there, but I mean, I couldn't be more proud of her mental game because I don't think a year ago she would have been able to one cut as deep as she did or two turn around and I mean, keep that weight for three weeks and turn around three weeks later after an unsuccessful meet and crush it. Yeah. That's nuts. That just, yeah. Wow. To come off of, such a, uh, I mean, a heartbreaking experience mm-hmm. like that, you know, it's, it's, 
it's much different than missing lifts in your gym when you can just kind of like shake it off and get back to the bar. I mean, you're out there, right? Like it's, it's a public thing. Wow. That's amazing. That's really special. Yeah. Talk about a recovery, like come back strong. <laughs> Impressive. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, we want to end on a little fun one, Josh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Got a few of those. So Sean, we've, we've learned a lot about you and you know, uh, some things are surface level. Some things might be surprises, but uh, what is one or something that most people may not know about you? You got a secret hidden talent or yeah, something <laughs> we have yet to know about you? <laughs> I'd, I'd say um, probably one of the things that I, I really pride myself on is I'm a amateur woodworker. Um, oh. I've built several and I guess one of the benefits of buying a house during the pandemic was, you know, stuff was hard to come by. Um, I mean, a lot of stuff was delayed, you know, six, seven, eight, ten weeks. So instead of waiting around, I start, I learned how to build a bunch of stuff. So nice. we've got cool. um, several floating shelves in our house that um, are, are handmade by me. We've got a table um, that's in our, our entryway. It's kind of the first thing you see when you walk in the house that I built custom for that space because it's kind of a oddly, oddly shaped, um, it was just hard to find something at any of the stores that kind of fit what we were, what we were looking for that kind of also matched the aesthetic we're going for in the house. Mm. Um, that wall behind me was, was all me. It's kind of got the geometric pattern going. Um, that was a really fun one that we did early in the year. Um, we're doing board and batten in the baby's nursery. So that's kind of, uh, my, my upcoming weekend project, but yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun just learning how to do a lot of these things and a lot of these different techniques. It's kind of like nutrition. You know, you, you kind of come in with a surface level and the more you get into it, the more you see the different techniques, the different, um, you know, every, everything that goes into it. So that's been a ton of fun. That's rad. I want to see a photo of that table. You have to send that to Josh and I. Yeah, I would love to see uh, yeah, I will, for sure. Yeah. 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 It was good. But as you were saying that I'm looking at the wall behind you, I'm like, he definitely did that. He had to have done that. Right. And then sure enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, yeah. I've always been wanting to like produce something with my hands, you know, being like yeah. the keyboard warriors that we are <laughs> for some yeah. years, like being able to kind of like put some labor of love into producing or creating something with your hands is like a really appealing thing right now. Um, yeah. I'm going to have to hit you up for some tips, man. So I'm going to oh, sure. start messing around too. <laughs> yeah. It's just, just cool to be able to say, you know, I did that with my hands before I built this, like it, it was an idea in my head and yeah, we probably got, you know, inspirations off Instagram or TikTok or Pinterest or wherever, but you know, before, before you build it and that's kind of the joys of building it. Like there was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Why reinvent the wheel? Just improve off of what other people <laughs> have done. And then you get to yeah. like avoid making the same mistakes as those people. And uh, yeah, I love YouTube and I love that ability that we have today to just be like, how have other people do, done this? I'm like, okay, I'll do it this way, but not this way. And yeah. And then you just save yourself yeah. so much t more time and effort in the learning curve. Yeah. Nice. I, I think YouTube is probably the, the single greatest resource for any homeowner. I mean, we, <laughs> I watched a YouTube video the other day and then went and wallpapered the baby's nursery and learned how to tile a bathroom floor off YouTube. So there you go. Mm -hmm. It's, it's fantastic. It, it is, yeah. You can find anything and everything. So yeah. Yeah. Very cool. 
So, well, uh, well, Sean, dude, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, if, if you want to work with Sean or Chris or myself or any other wonderful coach that we have on staff at Working Against Gravity, please go and check us out at workingagainstgravity.com. Um, and oh, Chris, the code. You want to talk about the code? The code. The code. Oh, yeah, man. the code to save $50 off your first month membership, no matter the membership tier that you choose, uh, the regular program or the NCP nutrition coaching plus that includes the, uh, video chat per month with your, uh, coach that will take $50 off whichever, uh, pricing tier that you go for, uh, type in code inside wag, all uppercase, all lowercase doesn't matter. As long as it's spelled right inside wag, we will happily give you that discount and you can start, uh, working with your one-on-one remote nutrition coach today. Yeah. Awesome gang. Well, again, Sean, thank you so much for coming on. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me guys. Yeah. You guys have a good week and we'll talk to y'all soon. Mm-hmm.